Hello, this is Jim Bergman, Social Media Manager at the Cascade Pacific Council, and this is the Compass Points podcast. This is our third episode. Uh, usually we're hosted by Adam and Jerry, uh, but they have been very, very busy with uh, other scouting duties, uh, responsibilities, and, and haven't been able to uh, get uh, a new episode out, so I'm, I'm sitting in and trying my best to fill their shoes. Today's episode has uh, a couple of interview segments I did with some uh, council staff, uh, Todd McDonald and Jeff Aradine. Uh, separate interviews, that is. Uh, we, Todd and I talked about um, the 100th anniversary of the council and a bunch of the programs and uh, festivities, uh, sort of goals and that sort of thing associated with that, that, that milestone. And uh, Jeff and I talked about the um, 2017 Jamboree contingent that uh, he is instrumental in putting together so we'll get things rolling here with my, my interview with uh, Todd first. So my name is Todd McDonald, and I'm the program director for the Cascade Pacific Council. So the program director's main role involves serving volunteers and the leaders, providing awards and advancement, training and leadership development, and activities in civic service. Perfect. Okay. Um, so what's the uh, significance of the council's 100th anniversary? I'm inspired by the fact that 100 years ago, a group of Portlanders decided that scouting was important here. And they had a vision of what it would be and what it would be 100 years from then. And that places us now at that point. And it's nice to reflect on all that's happened in 100 years. And, and I've done a lot of precursor work with the history to learn these things, uh, which is really inspiring in my book. And then it's hard not to be nostalgic or reflective or uh, as to what is Scouting's next hundred years going to be like? And what are the things that are happening now that are going to make a difference to them later? Um, what, uh, what are the big goals for, for the centennial year? Um, in, maybe in... Uh, uh, respect to that that vision for the next hundred years? Well, when we looked at uh, our plans for our hundredth anniversary, well, um, our, our primary goals were to promote relevancy within our community and within our own membership uh, by establishing a sense of pride and ownership of, of the council. In addition, we wanted to promote quality improvement of our program throughout the year. We want to make it a year of service and give back to the community. And finally, instead of creating some new big event for the year, our hope was to make the entire year be about the 100th anniversary and all the things that we currently do be a special 100th anniversary. For instance, instead of having everybody come camping at one spot, everybody's camporee will be their own 100th anniversary camporee and make it special in their own right. So that's, those are the things that we're trying, our main broad strokes of what we're trying to accomplish. Okay. Well, how, how, do, how, do, those, how do those apply for that, you know, sort of that look forward? Um, I mean, beyond um, just, I mean, a lot of that stuff sort of sounds like an observance of, of what, we've, what we've done, what we've become, who we are, um, and, and, and taking stock of that. 
obviously all super important stuff for that for the hundredth hundredth anniversary. But um, I'm not really sure what I'm digging for. But like you know, looking forward, uh, where do those goals? The uh, certain parts of our initiative will ask people to reflect on the past and look towards the future. And for people to get in the mindset as to what is the next thing. The truth of the matter is, is that our current parents and, and, and the kids that we're serving are really into themselves and what's now. But we as who get a chance to look above and backwards say, wait a minute, we do have a responsibility to the next 100 years. So uh, for instance, our 100 campsites program that we're doing, we're trying to rebuild 100 campsites uh, is a big future thing because there's no way we're doing it all this year. We're going to do it over the next several years, but all of a sudden that is a, a something that we'll be able to maintain as we move forward. And, and the concept of, of establishing um, service and recognition for the service for what the kids are doing will be something that will carry forward into who we are and what we do. Uh, some of those specific goals, um, you mentioned the 100th campsites, but there's there's uh, sort of different departmental goals for that are related to the sort of hundred yeah, so, of this, hundred of that sort of thing. Very, yeah, talk about those a little, maybe. Uh, we asked all of the various organizations and committees to come up with their own hundredth anniversary goal, because again, we wanted to make it let everybody come up with their own version of what the hundredth anniversary meant to them. And so we've come up with several. The training committee has come up with a goal to have a hundred of its leaders attend the BSA Wood Badge program. And we opened up a second session this year so that we can have that capacity. Normally we only do about 50 leaders a year. So this will be very big. Um, the Advancement Committee has set up a new website to capture Eagle projects. And our hope is to capture at least a hundred Eagle projects this year through that way so that we can show the community where is where things are happening and what's actually going on. The Order of the Arrow is having a service project devoted to the state parks and national forest this August called Arrow Corps, and their goal is to get a hundred scouts to attend. The last time they ran a program like that, they had like 60. So that's a push for them. Our service hours recording. So every scouting unit has the ability to go online and record their scouting hours and service. And at the end of the year, we get a tally of what that is. And we're excited that we're shooting for 100,000 hours this year. And with that, a secondary goal with 100,000 pounds of food through our Scouting for Food. So we're pretty excited about that. And then in addition, we're looking at uh, a new program for our Friends of Scouting. It's called the Second Century Club, where if you give $1,000 towards that, then you become a part of the Second Century Club membership. So we want to do a minimum of 100 new Second Century gifts this year. So those are just some of the things that we have going on. And, and one of the other things that we should be doing soon as a promise to the community, letting them know that we're here, it is our 100th anniversary, and that we have made these commitments to not only ourselves, but to them. Yeah, especially like the the um, public service um, uh, hours and that sort of stuff. It directly impacts the the, the greater.
community. Um, do we know how we're how we're doing on on those? As we record this, this is March, yes, or the end of March. Just oh, about you know, we're we're online for where we normally are. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing, since it's self guided, where so the units have to record them, they tend to lag. So the service gets done, and then a while later they record it, and so we have to remind them and things. So, um, so we we're, but we're probably you know, oh, 10 percent of where we need to be by now, which is probably as good or better than what we would hope for. Um, one of the big things that we'll have to do is make sure units know how to go on and take the time to record their hours. Mm -hmm. We probably have a lot of hours that, don't, that are being done that we never know about because they never get recorded. So right. we want to improve that. Yeah, boy, that, that, I know that's really important to um, other, you know, when, when we talk about what we're doing as scouting, uh, to other organizations um, and to municipalities and stuff like that. It, it's important to have those numbers. Right. Um, so units uh, record your, <laughs> your, all your service that you're doing out there. Um, so uh, now on to the most important stuff. But what's, what, what, can, uh, what sort of commemorative patches and badges and things like that can scouts get to uh, celebrate the centennial yeah we're proud to announce that the centennial award is now out and ready to be earned and uh, there's four areas of this award uh, there's a century of service century of scouting a century of families and a history of character each one of these categories has uh, a list of requirements and, it, and it's graded, so depending on how much you do, you get a different level of, of, of recognition. So there, when, you, when you've completed the basics of each of those requirements, you'll get a ribbon, or you can get a ribbon from the scout shop um, for each, each level, what we call the bronze level. If you go beyond that, then you can exchange that bronze ribbon for a silver ribbon or a gold ribbon. So it all depends on how you want to do. So uh, the patches, the, the pocket patches are available now. It costs $2 a person. You can either buy them online and we'll mail them to you or you can come into the scout shop and buy them uh, for yourself uh, at $2 a piece. Uh, pretty inexpensive. We want to make sure that people, they're affordable, get on people sh uh, so they can celebrate this year. And then in addition to that, we have some collector's patch sets that are the council shoulder strips, and we and um, each each shoulder strip, there's four, each uh, one recognizing each of the areas of, of, of our year. So a century of service, a century of families, a century of scouting, a history of character. So there's four different shoulder patches, and they go around a back patch. Hmm. So we have a bronze level of that, which is, uh, I think, for sale for... Um, uh, five dollars a patch each or um, I think thirty dollars if you buy the complete set which also includes an OA pocket flap mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a silver and gold set that are mylar borders and really kind of snazzy looking that are about fifty dollars a piece uh, and just to note that the the patch sets actually fund the rest of the program oh, yeah. now the other thing I think is exciting to tell you is that one of the parts, a century of family, scouts are asked to go and give a mentor pin, a centennial mentor pin, to somebody who's been significant in their life that they want to recognize. The qualification is that they cannot be involved in scouting. Hmm. So the idea is that they have to find, so it might be grandma, grandfather, teacher, 
maybe their neighbor, maybe somebody at church. But we want them to get used to the idea of giving thanks and recognition in a very thank, uh, you know, significant way. And so these ment mentor pins can also be purchased at the Scott office. Um, and again, we've been able to keep the prices down because we're going to help pay for those by selling the patch sets. <laughs> I, I see. Cool. Um, yeah, so that, um, let's see, one of those, oh yeah, the, one of the things that I'm really excited about is the, um, the digital history archive that's kind of part of the, this whole thing. Um, and uh, how can membership and others uh, that maybe you know aren't currently in membership but might see us talking about this uh, online someplace that maybe they had you know were in scouting years ago and have pictures and that sort of thing like how can they can contribute or get involved with uh, that effort? So the we we've created a website. Uh, you can get to all this information at cpcbsa.org forward slash centennial. And from there, there'll be the centennial history. Mm -hmm. And this is the beginning of a history effort. We understand that our goals for this digital history is, is going to be an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. So we're just starting now. What we've started with so far, if you attended our Court of Honor um, or checked out our historical page, is four videos, each about three minutes long, that capsulate the 25-year increments of our council's history, which is a good overview of the things that we've been doing the last 100 years, and I highly recommend people checking that out. Um, in addition, we have our 75th anniversary book that will be available very soon on the website in online magazine form. So you'd literally be able to turn the pages online mm -hmm. to read through the history yourself. And then we've started a, a historical committee who will be meeting to update the history that we have, uh, especially the last 25 years, because we haven't really chronicalized that where up to, the, in our 75th anniversary, we did. So we, want to, we have a lot of articles to write and things to do to kind of talk about those. and then. As we move forward, we're creating history every day. Mm -hmm. And so this historical committee will continue to move forward in, in, in logging the things that we do on an annual basis. Ah, that's, that's exciting. It, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the uh, next, next years and decades ahead. Right. Cool. All right, well, thanks for uh, all, your, all your great information on this, Todd. Okay, no problem. I'm excited for our 100th anniversary. I think once the families and kids really start to embrace it, they're really going to enjoy all that's out there for them. Before I move on to my segment with uh, Jeff uh, talking about the um, upcoming Jamboree, I wanted to uh, make a quick mention about our, our social media outreach here at, uh, at the uh, Cascade Pacific Council. Um, most of you, or a lot of you, probably know our, our Facebook page, which uh, we're, we and um, our membership is very active on. Um, you can always message us uh, through that, that platform, and uh, I certainly encourage you to, to do so. If you have uh, questions, I'll, I'll, I'll field those and run them up the flagpole, um, so to speak, to, uh, if, you know, in, in, the, in the case that I don't know. Uh, the answer immediately to what your what your concern or your um, your question is, uh, but you know we're also out on Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram 
at uh, literally at CPC BSA. Um, and uh, those are also platforms that I'm checking all the time, uh, starting to try to use Twitter a little more for uh, just up, up to the minute um, updates on kind of what's going on, who I'm meeting with. And uh, if you have uh, feedback on, on any of that stuff, uh, please, please message us uh, through that as well. And I'll do my best to respond in a uh, quick and efficient manner. So, okay, uh, next up here is Jeff talking about the, um, the uh, 2017 Jamboree and sort of his uh, experiences at previous Jamborees, which he brings to uh, bear in this, in this discussion. I'm here with Jeff Aerodyne. You got it right. Okay, here, start one more time. I'm here with Jeff Aerodyne, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Jamboree 2017, which Jeff has a significant role in uh, here at the council, getting things together for um, for for our council's contingent. Um, so, Jeff, what's your what's your role specifically? Uh, with organizing this uh, Jamboree effort. Yeah, so I'm the council staff advisor for the 2017 National Jamboree, and I work with the great committee of volunteers that uh, coordinate and plan and make everything ready for us to take uh, hundreds of scouts back east. Okay. Um, so, you know, you it's my understanding you've been to a couple of Jamborees already. Um, yeah. Did you go as a scout as well? No, not okay. as a youth. I only went as a professional scouter. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I as far as the Jamborees go, you know, what attracts you to the event? I mean, what's, yeah, for you? Yeah, so it's, it's, there's so much to do. It's like a whole different world. The first Jamboree I went to was in... Uh, at Fort AP Hill in Virginia, and it was like the second largest city that just erected itself overnight. And then you had 40,000 scouts and scouters living there for 10 days, and there's so much to do. You can earn merit badges, go swimming, go mountain biking, just do all this exciting stuff. There's huge shows where you got full band concerts coming out and blowing the kids' minds away, and, and it's just, it's amazing. There's so many people there, and you can never even touch everything to do. There's no way you could ever achieve all of it. And then it moved in 2013 to the new property, the, the Bechtel Summit, and everything was just so much bigger and so much better, and there was so much more to do. The shooting ranges got expanded out, the, the mountain biking, the water rafting, I mean, everything you could do. It was just, it was just so awesome. There was so much to do out there. That's cool. Um, and then, so I guess really what... what um do you have like a one memory from any of the the past uh, events that really stands out as like wow that was like the best thing that ever happened at, at Jamboree? Wow, one memory that's hard to do. Um, I don't know if it's my best memory, but I can remember at the last Jamboree we had the the closing ceremony. Um, the fireworks had to get postponed, and the Jamboree is known for putting on gigantic fireworks shows. I mean, I don't know how many cannons or whatever they're, they're showing it, but we were all, all the scouts were in their campsites, not at the arena, because I can't, I can't remember exactly why, but the, um, all the smoke from the, the fireworks blocked our view. So all we, all we could see was smoke and flashes beyond it, but we could not see the this fabulous fireworks show. Other people got a great view of it, and we saw wonderful pictures, and it was awesome. But all we saw was smoke and heard booms and saw muted flashes. So You know, there, there is something about that. I, I think uh, 
I have some memories of some outdoor concerts that I went to, and I, yeah. you know, I just got tired because they were like all day things, and left, and was out in the parking lot, and and it sounded even better. Yeah. Than it would have sounded standing right standing there. inside. Yeah. And so there, there there's something about uh, like having a. I mean, your view was the most unique view. Right. And, and I remember totally it. <laughs> it wasn't just another show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what, are, what are you looking forward to this year at, at the Bechtel, um, or well, in 2017? At the yeah, so, so at this jamboree, I'm looking forward to seeing how things have improved. The last time it was the first time we've been in the property, there was, you know, the grass hadn't quite grown in yet, things like that. But now it's matured, it's sat there for a while, it's been used, so I'm thinking they've added some structures, they, they learned things, you know, scouts will always learn and, and improve. So I think it'll be, I'm excited to see how it's improved and what new has been brought in um, and just getting a whole another group of kids out there that haven't seen it before. Okay. What, what, what's the biggest challenge with putting together uh, not just the, the, the crew for Jamboree, but just kind of coordinating the whole thing? Like what, what, what's, what's really hard to do? So the Cascade Pacific Council has a great committee process. We've been doing this for years. And so the committee knows here's how you break it down and you start, we're, we're one of the councils that starts the furthest out away we start about three and a half years with our committee. Um, other councils don't even start talking about the Jamboree until about a year out. And so we start so far out that we take things in baby steps and move forward. But we, you know, we recruit leaders, we interview leaders, and we, we select the best of the best leaders. So then we know that when they're in charge of those 36 scouts in their particular troop, that everything's gonna function well. Um, but it's really just the, the, the coordination of it all. So we're having, we're sending, seven Boy Scout troops of 36 Scouts and one venturing crew. So we'll have, and then each, each of those groups has four leaders, so we'll have 320 Scouts and Scouters from the Cascade Pacific Council all traveling back, touring for four or five days beforehand, going to the Jamboree, uh, and then ending at an amusement park and somewhere touring, and then flying home. Uh, stinky messes. So. <laughs> so, so it sounds like this, just the scale of it is probably... Yeah, it's anything. just such a, yeah. such a big undertaking to get, you know, so many like eight individual groups from Portland, Oregon, across the country, you know, staying in different hotels, different night, getting traveled around, touring, and then getting to the Bechtel Summit and back. So that's that's probably the hardest part of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, end to end, how long a trip is it for the kids and for, well, for the kids, I guess? It's it's uh, 14 or 15 days. I can't remember exactly what we're doing this year, but it's it's just right around two weeks. A couple weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, and how much how much does it cost a youth to... Uh, uh, the price for the youth is $3,475, and that is an all-inclusive price. Okay. It covers airfare, food, buses, the jamboree fee, everything is all covered. The only thing kids will have to take care of beyond that are, um, well, they have to wear... They have to wear uniforms, and if they want to buy patches, but if they want to buy souvenirs and stuff back there. Um, but the fee covers all the airfare, hotel, transportation, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and we were recently just talking about some of the, I mean, they get some stuff too, right? Like they get the... They get yeah, the they're going to get a duffel bag to put, that's the only thing they'll need to, to, ca to carry their bags in, or to carry their clothes in. They'll get a backpack and mm -hmm. some water bottles, and, and, um, and then each individual troop will work together to do hats and and t-shirts and things like that so they can find each other they can find each other, they can find the, each other. all the rest yeah. of the and and our <laughs> troops they work together to do fundraising too so that even though you know some of those additional costs like patches and t-shirts mm -hmm. you know we want to help the boys earn their way so it's not just mom and dad or grandma and grandpa 
opening the wallet out and paying for it all. And there are some scholarships and there are scholarships available other as well. Unit fundraisers and stuff can yeah go towards yeah that. yeah yeah cool. Um, so um, let's see who um, who should go like what personality traits make a scout a good fit for jam for a jamboree crew. Anybody and everybody can find something to do at Jamboree. Um, I think when I first started learning about Jamboree, I thought that the outgoing adventurous type, that's the, that's the one that should go. Mm -hmm. But truly, um, anybody could go. If, if you've got a scout that is into robotics and stuff like that, there was a whole STEM area that just they could just play with the robotics and NASA was out there and had all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you've got kids that want to work on merit badges, there's merit badges that you can work out there. Um, some kids spent their whole time at the shooting range or at the BMX track. Or There's, it, there's something for everybody there. They can find it all. That's cool. Um, do, how many spots are available still for 2017? Uh, we are filling up, but we still got spots. We got a lot of spots in the venture crew. So that's for uh, ages 14 to 21, boys and girls. We've got some spots there. And then we've got a couple troops um, that have maybe 20 or so spots available. Um, we're, well, we're filling up, and the, and the troops are spread around our council region. So you may have to travel to go to, to a Boy Scout troop spot. Um, but it's worth it because you're meeting about once a month, and then you're going to go on this big trip with these kids, and you'll meet new people and make friends and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. it, it's kind of an opportunity, really, to, to be able to meet some scouts from a well, across our territory. All over the country, yeah. And well, we, well, I mean, just even to... Even here, in the formation yeah, even our the, council. Those, Absolutely. Those troops, there's... I mean, we have the... I guess there, there's camp during the summer where um, youth from different troops can, right. can can meet up and stuff, but it's it seems like it's a great opportunity it's, to make great new friends. Opportunity. And, and we've got we've got about 10 girls signed up in the venture crew now so we're looking to to fill that with some some uh, people and I went with the venture crew last time and it's it's a great experience you're up in the international area so mm -hmm. if there's troops from Sweden or or uh, Japan or anything they're up where the the venture crews are staying as well mm -hmm. um, and so it's a kind of a double bonus experience there so it's pretty cool yeah you're saying the uh, the venture experience is a little more civilized than the yeah than the old guys yeah there's something about <laughs> you know 12 14 year old boys all in a group of boys versus some of the older kids where there's some young ladies mixed in as well yeah so a little more civilized they behave themselves a little better <laughs> all right well uh thank you jeff uh for your time today and uh if if uh listeners have questions about uh, Jamboree, uh, maybe maybe you could give a shout out to where they should go on, on yeah. the website. And yeah, so if you're interested to learn more about Jamboree, visit the website. It is cpcjamboree.org. Or you can go cpcbsa.org slash jamboree. Oh. Both of them work. So we have a, our own URL for Jamboree. Yeah, now it just directs to the website. Very well, so still, it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate yeah, your thanks, time Jim. today. So that pretty much concludes this episode of uh, the Compass Points podcast. Um, I've got a couple things in the works uh, for the next episode, one of which will be hopefully talking to Jerry about um, vertical scouting, which his, his group has been really, really successful with. And uh, also, I, I while I was talking to Todd, we recorded a little bit about uh, the upcoming popcorn sales, which is a, a major, major fundraiser for a lot of the units out there. I'm hoping to get a little more 
uh, content from some volunteers around uh, popcorn before I complete that episode. Uh, so hopefully we'll get uh, Adam and Jerry back uh, before that. But uh, either way, I'll uh, finish up that episode and and get it out um, so that we can keep this program running. Uh, as always, if you have questions or concerns about anything you heard here today, please uh, send um, a message through Facebook or Twitter. Um, we're available on iTunes and SoundCloud for, for download for this, uh, this programming material. And um, you can also reach me at uh, james.bergman at scouting.org. And uh, I'll get right back to you uh, as quick as I can. So, well, until next time, uh, continue having fun out there with scouting, uh, sharing all your great uh, experiences on social media when you can, and uh, doing all the good that, that you do. Um, thank you for listening.